Somebody lift up your hands. As we declare and ask God to fill the atmosphere in this place. This morning, this is our prayer. Oh, Shadabaha.
Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might in your inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love. Father, I pray that you give me grace to speak. May these words break every atmosphere, every cloud of lethargy, every cloud of being laid back. And Father, may we run close to you in the holy place. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 This morning, since we are very pressed for time, I want you to follow me. Right? Follow me. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, from verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that he might grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the depth, the height, the length of the love of God with passive knowledge. So Paul is praying a certain prayer. Paul is praying a prayer for the church. But when I see Paul pray in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, he prays with a posture like we see in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Now therefore, let us come boldly before his throne of grace. But he's saying this time, he says, for this cause I bow my knees. So Paul is asking for something. Someone says he's asking for something. He's asking for something from God. And he says the thing that he's asking from God, God gives it according to the riches of his glory. So God doesn't just give what Paul is about to ask for. This morning I'm speaking on living in the riches of his glory. 
So he says, the thing I'm about to ask God, God doesn't just give it. So Paul, Paul, Paul now goes and he says, for this course, I bow my knees. So he's giving us the posture for which he's receiving this thing. I bow my knees. Because he says, what I'm about to ask from God, he says that God might strengthen you with the spirit of might. That you, you might know what is the depth, the length. He's talking about dimensions of revelation. There is a lesser level of revelation you get because you're a believer. But there are certain levels of revelation. It comes when you access the riches of his glory. Somebody say the riches of his glory. We're about to go to camp. We'll go to come. Some people will experience things at one level. But you see, depending on where you stand with God, you see things differently. Amen. So the Bible tells us in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 from the verse number 18. It says, for we, beholding with an open face, are looking at the image of his glory and are being transformed from, into that same image from one glory to another level of glory, even as by his spirit. So the Holy Spirit picks us up and if we are ready to journey with him, he takes us from glory to glory. Somebody say glory. glory. To glory. glory. You're not saying it like in church this morning. Say glory. glory. To glory. So it is a journey. Somebody says it's a journey. It's a journey from glory to glory. And, and God has called us to embark on this journey with him. But he says the beginning point is to behold the image. To behold the image. You see, there, 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 there is a concept in the, in the Old Testament. I'm going to touch on it briefly. But you see, the things in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us that they are types and they are shadows. But Christ, who is the light, has come. So when we see that image in the light of Christ, we see it in its full picture. Someone say full picture. This morning we are preaching together. So when I say it, you say it. You say full picture. So full picture. So in the... In the tabernacle of Moses, you see, in the wilderness, God told the Israelites in Exodus chapter 25, he said they should take an offering and build him a tabernacle. But he gave Moses a specific instruction. He says, build it according to all that you saw. Build it according to all that you saw. What Moses was building was a replica of what was in heaven. So for, 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 for the atmosphere of heaven to be present on earth, there must be something that depicts heaven on earth. Amen. So he says, you must make sure you build it to the exact replica of what I have showed you. So they go ahead, collect the offerings, and they build the tabernacle. Right? And the tabernacle was in three sessions. Somebody say three chambers. Three chambers. So we have what we call, if you, if you are paying attention to the song that was being sung, it says, take me past the outer court. So the first point of entrance is what we call the outer court, right? Then, can I have the first image I sent? We have the outer court. Then beyond the outer court, we have what we call the holy place. Then, then beyond the holy place. So you see the outer court, the big space outside. Then we have the holy place. Then beyond the holy place is, is the holies of holies. And that is where the Ark of the Covenant was. That is where God's presence was. In the, the verse 22 of the chapter 25 of the book of Exodus, God tells, God tells Moses that beneath the cherubim, above the mercy seat, that is where I shall speak to you. So the entire place 
is God's house, but there is a place where we meet God. Right? There is a place where we meet God. Sometimes we are in church. This morning, a lot of you have come to church and only a few came with the mindset that I am coming to meet God. We are going to camp. Only a few are going with the mindset, I am going to meet God. Some of you have, have, have packed your clothes. You have, you have listed your clothes before your expectations. You have, you have your shadows ready. Your expectations are not ready. You are not ready to go and meet God. You are ready to go and meet your friends. You are trying to find out, hey, who, how can we see Auntie Jifa to put us in the same room? You are coming to God's place. You are not ready to meet God. So, somebody say three things. Say three things. So, when you enter, you see, when you enter the tabernacle, the first thing that meets you is what we call the brazen altar. It is, it is huge. It's about 7.2 feet. No, 7.2 meters in length. And the height is about uh, 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 4 meters, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a huge brass altar. It was made of acacia wood and it was overlaid with brass. And that is where the sacrifices for sin, the sacrifices for, for atonement, everything was made there. But you see, first of all, if you look at this whole thing, it means there's only one entrance. Somebody say one entrance. That means there is only one way to God, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's only one way to God. And, and when you enter, the first thing you see is the brazen altar. It means that at this place, this is the death of the flesh. The flesh must die. If we are going to see God, we must put to death the things of the flesh. The Bible says, for if we walk in the spirit, we shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh. For they are contrary to one another. We want to live the spirit's life, but we are so concerned with the life of the flesh. The flesh must die. Somebody said the flesh must die. See, when it comes to the flesh, there is no negotiating with it. I know I've been at your age before. I've negotiated with sin before. I won't do it. I will just kiss. We won't go the step further. But somebody, if we are going to get to where God is, the flesh must die. Say, I'm just kissing, we will not do much. See, who has gone to the market to go and buy vegetables, meat, come and cook jollof, beef sauce, then you leave it there, I won't eat. That is what you do when you kiss and you say, we will not continue. The flesh must die. You have been stealing money. You have been stealing money. The way to, to get beyond it is not negotiating with the stealing. It is to put to death the things of the flesh because we are going to the holies of holies. But the, the beginning point, we have, meet, we have to meet the brazen altar. The requirement of the brazen altar is that the flesh must die. And it has four horns. The brazen altar has four horns. Do I have, do I have my picture, picture number two? Yes. This is how big it was. It can take two full-size cows. So there is no part of you that cannot die on the altar. And it has 
it has four horns. It means you must tie yourself to stay on the altar. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, we should offer our lives as a living sacrifice. You see, the problem with living sacrifices, it can still move. So you tie yourselves to the altar so that you stay there. Every day you are tying yourself to the altar. Whenever you sing, you tie yourself to the altar, you say, I'm subjecting myself to the authority of God. I'm a dead man living. That is why when Adonijah wanted to overthrow and Solomon came, he ran into the temple and held the horns of the altar. When he held the horns of the altar, he signified to Solomon, I'm dead. So Solomon left him. We must tie ourselves to the horns of the altar. Back to image number one. So when you move from the brazen altar, you go to the brazen lava. The brazen lava, the instruction God gave. If you, if you go home, because I'm pressed for time, we can't go through every scripture. But if you go home from Gen- Exodus chapter 20, 20, uh, 25, right down to Leviticus chapter 16. Yeah, it's plenty reading, you must read. The brazen lava. The instruction God gives concerning the brazen lava. He says, wash or die when they are coming to my presence they must after after the sacrifice after after putting to death you must wash you must wash in the word you must be in the word because if you are not in the word you are dying as a Christian, some of you went through the whole of last week. You didn't read your Bible. No quiet time. No time spent with God. You are dying. He says, wash or die. You see? And, and in, the, in, the, in the outer court, everything is made of brass. Brass represents judgment and righteousness. Judgment and righteousness. And the light in the outer court is the light of the sun. The light in the outer court is the light of the sun. So you know God just like the unbelievers know him. Everybody is seeing the same thing. You are in the church. When we ask you who is God, you and somebody who doesn't come to church, your answer is the same. Because you have not, you have not strived to go beyond. But somebody say another level. Say glory, glory. to glory. Glory. To glory. So there is another level. And as we are going to come, do not be satisfied. I want all of God or nothing else. Friday at the all night, I'm just like, let's put aside our expectations. Camp is not just expectations, it is encounter. It's not just prayer requests. My expectation with God at this year's camp is one, I want to see your face. Amen. So beyond the outer court is the holy place. And you see, in the Old Testament, not everybody could go straight in. You had to be a priest or a high priest. But the Bible says it was so because this was signifying that the way to the holies of holies had not yet been opened. But Christ is dead on the cross, hallelujah. And the veil was rent into two. So now we can all enter. But the problem is that people are comfortable with the light of the outer court. I don't want to know too deep. I don't want to go too deep. You tell somebody, have you read your Bible? Minimum chapter should, should be reading it's about 10 a day. Um, it's too much. I don't want to be a pastor. Who told you you must be a pastor to know the word of God? It is wash or die. Amen. Then he says, from there we must enter. So from there we are moving to the next level, the holy place. The holy place has also, also has what? Three things. Somebody say three things. 
three things. On the right is the table of showbread. Or the table of the bread of his presence. Right? There, there, there is no chair in that place. We are standing. There is no chair. We are st- it's, it's not the place of rest yet, so there is no chair. Uh, it is the holies of holies that has a mercy seat because that's the place of rest. This place is not a place of rest. We don't rest yet. We are standing at the table of showbread. The table itself, in this place, everything is made of gold. Everything is made of gold. It is also like the outer, it is made of, the, the table is made of acacia wood, but it's overlaid with gold. Acacia wood is a very interesting shrub. It is, it is a thorny shrub. And the thorny shrub represents our old nature. God cares when he cares mankind. And he says the ground shall bring forth thorns and thistles. So thorns and thistles are a representation of our old nature. The acacia would represent our old nature. But in the holy place, one we are eating of the table of showbread. We are eating of the word of God for nourishment. His, we take on his nature. The gold represents divinity. So then we take on the nature of God. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter, having given to us such great and precious promises that we should become partakers. Through them, we become partakers of his divine nature. Don't tell me Christianity is in your heart. If you are saved, you will know. Eh? You saw the, the drama that was just done. The guy will come and stand here. Come and lead prayer, kabalabalaba. Then you go out, then you are going to booze. Then you tell them that God sees the hearts. You are applying scripture wrongly. That's not what that scripture means. If you are saved, God's nature must take upon your nature. It will show. Amen. Let's stop this two by four work with God. If you are going to experience God, we must be ready to lay things aside. It says, take me past. The song we sang says, take me past the crowds of people. Because in the outer court, people want to gather there. The people that don't want to see God, they are comfortable there. They are still struggling. Eh? Well, like we say, so today they are on the altar. Then tomorrow they will go back. Then they will come and fight. But we, we have tied ourselves to the altar because we are, not, we are not satisfied. We want to get to the inner place. So this place, only few enter. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I'm part of the few. And I came to draw more people in. So you must stand and eat of the table of showbread. Every morning, they will have to change their bread. They will have to change their bread. They will bring, it was 12 loaves of bread every day. 12 is the number of dominion and establishment. Every day, you have to eat the word of God for yourself. It was unleavened bread. In the outer court, he says, wash in the water or die. Jesus says, you are clean by the words that I've spoken unto you. So you can say that the water of the lava is the spoken word of God. But the unleavened bread, nobody has put their incense and their spices in it. You are looking into the word of God for yourself. Uncle Bethman, Uncle Bethman will not come and preach to you. This one, I'm watering you. But at that place, you must eat for yourself. You must eat of the table of showbread. And as you eat, your nature is changed. Your nature is transformed. Then, then on the right, on the left of the table of showbread, please give me the picture of the table. Of, I think that's picture number three. This is the brazen lava. See, it's brass. It's not gold. Let's go to the next one. Then it's the table of showbread. It's made of gold, pure gold. Then the next one, next image. This is the seven-branch candlestick. In the making of this, God was very selective in his approach. He says that you pick one talent of gold. 
How much is it? One talent. That means one lamp of gold, right? We are not joining different things. It's one lamp. And they beat the gold in, until it became like this. So it was molded. You know gold is solid. It's not like clay. This is gold. It's beaten into, into, until it becomes like And this whole thing is hollow. It means that when they pour the oil, you can pour the oil in one side and it meanders and goes to the other section. It is hollow. It means that when you take upon the nature of God, you must surrender to the workings of the Spirit. You must surrender to the Holy Spirit. You must be yielded. The Holy Spirit must flow through you in all directions. If the Holy Spirit wants to flow through you as an intercessor, you must allow yourself. And don't say that because I'm an intercessor, I'm stuck there. You must be hollow. Then God will flow through you. This morning, you saw the people that were acting. Majority were intercessors. They didn't say because I lead prayer, I can't act for God. No, if God wants you to act, you act. If God says, let's go out and win souls on Tuesday, we are going to Nungwa Market. Don't say that we are leaving it for the evangelism team. We are hollow in the hands of God. The Holy Spirit is flowing through us. Eh? And you see, when you are hollow like this, the oil can flow, the anointing, it can flow in all dimensions. So you can experience the manifold spirits of God. Today you are flowing in the prophetic. Tomorrow you are flowing in this anointing. You are flowing in the next anointing. But first of all, you must be hollow. You must be yielded. Then the next one, the next thing there, the third thing there, is what we call the altar of incense. Somebody say the altar of incense. So let's see that image, the altar of incense. Yes. The altar of incense. The, the, the wonderful thing about the altar of incense and the seven branch candlestick is that you don't choose what fire you use to light it. You don't choose your fire. The Bible says that when the sacrifice is made in the altar court, fire comes from heaven and lights the flesh. And it is that fire that we take some and go and burn the incense and go and light the seven branch candlestick. If you are not laid the foundation of death, you don't enjoy the life of the spirit. The altar of incense represents our prayer and our worship and our dedication and our lives to God. And he says, every morning they must replace the incense. It must never go out. So I read my Bible in Luke chapter 18 verse 1. And the Bible says, Jesus told them a parable unto this wise. That men always ought to pray. Not sometimes pray. He says, men always ought to pray and not to faint. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17. The Bible says, we should pray without ceasing. This is prayer in the spirit. The fire of God is, is lighting us up. And we are in his presence and we are praying. You are struggling with your prayer life. You are struggling with your worship life. Because the fire, the foundation for the fire has not been laid. This morning, some of you, I don't know why I'm drumming this. But some of you need to check your foundation. Die to the flesh. You don't come and light your own fire there. The Bible tells us in the book of Numbers that two sons of Aaron, it says Nadab and Abihu, God struck them and killed them because they lit a strange fire. They saw the fire going out and they said, oh, they, maybe they took matches or lighter. They wanted to light it up. God says, no, that is not how it's done. This fire must come from the brazen altar. It comes from the place of sacrifice. No sacrifice, no fire. You want to see God? Check your foundation. You want to experience God? We are going to camp. Yes. You see, you're, you're, this is camp message. Yeah. Yeah. 
We are going to see God. You see, and in this place, this, this is the life of the spirit. In this place, the light is not from outside. The light is from the candle. The, the seven branch candlestick. This, the light of the sun does not pe- uh, penetrate to. So somebody will say, eh, how do these people know these things? No, we, we, it's not like we have special revelation, special No, It is God that is teaching us. But the thing is, the price has been paid. The Bible says, for we are the circumcision, Philippians chapter 3. He says, for we are the circumcision in Christ Jesus. We worship God in the spirit. We glory not in the flesh and we are put to death the things of the flesh. So we, we are there not because the understanding, the revelation that we have from God is not because we are special. I don't know. The Bible tells us. I don't know about but the Bible tells me that God is not a respecter of persons. That in all places and in all generations, those that will call upon his name. This is the life that God is calling you to. The foundation must be laid. Christ is. It's not just prayer. The author of incense is not just a prayer. It's our worship. The Bible says that the Father is seeking them that to worship him in spirit and in truth. Until you have eaten the table of showbread and you have died and the spirit life has come. What you are offering worship, God as worship, he's not seeing it. You see, because you are coming from the flesh. But he says God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You must eat the truth of his word and know how to worship him. So don't, I, don't, I don't want to hear it's in the heart. What is in the heart? We must see it. We must see the gold. We must see the nature changing. Ten years, your life has not changed. You are still fornicating. You are still stealing. You are still doing the same old things. And when we ask you, you say, I'm judging. Yes, the Bible says we should judge a righteous judgment. Amen. Someone say another level. But you see, I told you in this place, it's not a place of rest. There's no chair here. So we are still moving. And the, 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 the final place in this is what we call the holies of holies. This is where God is. He says, in the holies of holies, beneath the cherubim, above the mercy seat, there I will speak to you. So when you come to church and you see the move of the uh, people falling, don't get excited about the falling too much. Look for God in the midst of it all. God, God. We are looking for God. It's God or nothing else. So we move to the holies of holies. Say, the, say three things. Someone said three things. In the holies of holies too, we have one big box. Let's see that picture. So this, this is what we call the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was... Was a box, also acacia wood overlaid with gold, and in it were three things. We had Aaron's rod that budded. There was the the golden pot of manna, and the tablets of the commandments, the tablets of the commandment or his covenant. In this place, you see the the the, the Aaron's rod that budded represents God's absolute authority and His favor upon a man. There came a time in the in the nation of Israel that they were challenging Aaron's authority. Say, Aaron, you are there just because of your brother. Because your brother is Moses, you have got post. And God says, let them call the 12 tribes of Israel. Let them lay, let them pick a leader, a representative from each tribe, and let them lay their rods before his presence. When they came the next morning, they saw that Aaron's rod had begun to bear flowers. A dead wood, 
had begun to bear flowers and it was budding. And God showed his favor. You see, when, when, when you want the favor of God, you see, so God showed his favor to Aaron. But before you can get the favor of God, you must submit to his absolute authority. It's not today and tomorrow, no. If we want his favor, his favor, one God's, you are going to come, somebody, I need God's favor to be able to do this and do that. I need God to come through for me, but you are not submitting to God. In this place is where we encounter what we call the riches of his glory. This is the place of his glory. So we experience the riches of God's glory in this place. The tablets of the, of the, of the, of the covenant represents absolute obedience. One work with God, it is obedience. It's a work of obedience. Eh? But you see, the flip side too is that it also represents the covenant of God. It's a tablet of the covenant. The Bible says the secret things of the Lord are with them that fear him and he will show unto them. He shall reveal unto them his covenant. So you see somebody experiencing some, some riches in God. It's not Paul said that God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. So you have quoted the scripture, sir. God shall supply all my needs. You are not seeing the supply. You are not in the place of supply. There is a place for the supply. It says, the secret things of the Lord are with them that fear him. And he will show unto them his covenant. Then we have the golden pot of manna. Dependence on God. We are depending on God for everything. And this is the miracle of the manna. For 40 years, the children of Israel ate this thing. 40 years. I don't know about you. I like rice. I can eat rice all year round. But I can't eat rice alone for 40 years. But you see, this is the miracle of the manna. When you wake up in the morning and you want to eat wache, you wake up in the morning and you want to eat jollof, you wake up in the morning and you want to eat fries, and I wake up in the morning and I want to eat banko and tilapia, when we go and take the manner of God and we eat, it is to each one of us what we wanted. When we depend on God, then he is able to supply. The place of the supply, the place of the riches of his glory is in the holy place. We must move past everybody. I don't know, but camp, you see, we are going as a group, right? But we are going to encounter God as individuals. I'm going with Uncle Bijou and the team of the facilitators, but me, I'm going to look for God. So when, when I, I remember one time Uncle Dennis was telling me a story about one time how he was fascinated about somebody living a fasted life and he was telling somebody and the person nearly killed his faith. And I was like, ah, we are looking for God. You put you no. So some you see, if you are you are going, you must go past some people. So at a certain point, some people can't be your friends. At camp, when you sit by one person, you see, the Bible says that as the so as so the words, there came some evil birds. So somebody can become an evil bird, present, preventing you from receiving the word of God. You sit by the person, he's talking plenty. It's either you move or I move you because you are becoming an evil bird. I'm looking for God. Yeah. And that was the, this is the place of the supernatural. The Bible says, when Moses came out, the children of Israel, when, when Moses, whenever Moses met God face to face, when he comes out, the Bible says, the children of Israel could not so as steadfastly look at his face. His face was shining. 
face was shining. See, even the gifts of God, they operate in dimensions. Three of us can be called to be prophets. You are prophesying from the outer court. This one is prophesying from the holy place. And maybe I'm prophesying from the holies of holies. So the outer court, he's prophesying and he's mentioned phone numbers and things. But because we are carnal, we are, we are excited about the phone numbers because that is prophecy. He tells you this thing, then you're excited. But I read in the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 10, John, the apostle, beloved, says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard a voice from behind me. And the voice that called me says, write these things and send them to the seven churches. And he says, when I turned, I saw the seven branch candlestick. So where he was standing, he turned back and he saw the seven branch candlestick. So John is saying that I was in the holies of holies. And God called me. He says, look at something. When I turned, I saw the seven branch candlesticks. So look at the prophecies in the book of Revelations. We are not seeing those dimensions because we are not in the holy place. One work miracles. Let's get to the holies of holies. Let's stop this two by four. See, so Paul, Paul was praying. He says, for this cause, I bow my knees. Because Paul knows that what I'm asking is a hard ask. He says, I bow my knees. That you might know what is the length, the depth, the breadth of the love of God which passes knowledge. He says, well, I, want, I want you to come to the place of dimensions of revelation. This, I'm try, you see, one of, the things that, one of the reasons why things are written for us is they are written for our learning. So when you see it, you question yourself, okay, that means there are dimensions of God's love. All you know about God's love is John 3, 16, for God so loved them. But there are depths of God's love because the same Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, he says, the love of God constrains me. It constrains me and we preach that. You see, the reason why you are not even going out to preach the gospel, you have not come to an understanding of the love of God you are still working in John 3.16 love but even in the John 3.16 there are dimensions there is the outer court of John 3.16 there is the holy place of John 3.16 and there is the holies of holies of John 3.16 where you stand determines where you see I don't know but I want to see the big picture I want to see it all I want to walk in God's love I want to experience the dimensions of his revelation. I want to go from glory to glory, from glory to glory. And the beautiful thing, you see, the beautiful thing is that, I hope you catch this. The beautiful thing is that, see, when it comes to things that God has, the, the tabernacle, God warned Moses. God warned Moses, you must make it exactly, exactly as you see it. Don't add your specs exactly as you see it. Because it was in the exact arrangement of everything that will bring down his glory. When it came to the making of man, God could have spoken. He says, no, this one, I must make it exactly. I must make it myself. Because I've read the Bible and the Bible tells us that our bodies are the temple of God. So God intentionally designed it so that the same way he the tabernacle hosted his presence, our bodies can host his presence. So even when John saw the resurrected Christ, the outer court is brass. Am I lying? He saw Jesus' feet made with brass. So from the feet up to the head is the tabernacle of Jesus. And God is calling us to get to the holies of holies. He doesn't want you looking at his feet. He doesn't want you just staying in his torso. He wants to see you face to face. So we behold him. 
with an open face. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Give me that scripture. Kalabashadabaha. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Quickly, quickly. But we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit. God doesn't want you looking at his feet. Once you see him face to face, we behold with an open face his face. And as we look into his eyes, it's a love relationship. We don't see it, but as we look, we gaze upon his love, we gaze upon him. The spirit transforms us. And we are moving from one dimension of glory to another, from glory to glory. Somebody saw you at the first time, he saw you as brass. He comes back the next week. You are shining like gold. You go, come back the next week. Not only are you shining as gold, you are in the place of rest because it's at the mess beneath the cherubim, in, above the mercy seat and beneath the cherubim. That is the place of rest. That is the place where God has called us to. This morning, I came to provoke something in you. Let's rise to our feet. I want to pray. Take me past the outer courts Into the holy place Past the brazen altar Lord, I long to see your face Take me past the crowds of people And the priests will sing their praise Lord, I hunger and thirst for your righteousness but it's only found one place so take me in to the holies of holies take me in by the blood of the lamb take me Take me past. Take me past the outer course into the holy place, past the brazen altar. Lord, I long to see your face. Take me past the crowds of people and the priests who sing their praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness And it's only found one place So take me in to the holy of holies Take me in by the blood Take me in by the blood of the
Here I am. This morning, I want us to pray. I don't know which level that you are. But I, for one, know that I am not operating at the holies of holies. And I'm asking God, God, it's you or nothing else. I want to be there. I want to be there with you. I want you to lift up your voice and pray. This is a prayer from hunger. This is a prayer from a place of hunger. I want you to lift up your voice and pray. Mashada bade koshkadi zadabra ata yekedele bedi kadaba rababrata ikolobo shadabaha lepende veneme koshkapa rabadi anta ita lapata labrabala bade koshkavelia desata lapa rababata ikatalia dabedia toskapa lepende peneme kolobo shadiadata lepende veneme celebedi ata Lord, we are tired of faking spirit spirituality when we are not spiritual we are tired of having a form of godliness and having no power lord we are tired of looking righteous but we are not righteous father we are tired we are tired we want all of you kadaba sadaba here liko sadabra anta ikalabadeata lepedikatanda rabadeata liabadoshkapa Mazelebeli ata rabade kapalobado sate Yababa rabade ko shadabeli ataya Yatalabade ko shadabali ata Yebedi ko shada apa Iko shadaba repe ikolobo shadididi ata Lekente iko rabadi ata Lekente ipalabade antadadadade ataya Liko shadaba rababata ikolobo saya Ikate ko sekepe Lapatu katelebe di ataya Livandu rakate iko shaya Likatada rababata ikolobosha Lord I want to see your face Lord I want to see your face Lord I want to see your face Iko shadaba rabade anta Ikatu rabade kasi iko saya Lama sanda rebedi ko shadabra ataya Lekata ikolobo shadedi ataya Likatanda rabade paloskave Lipanta rababa sateli valo azaya Lekateli adoskapaya Yatalaba rababra palio saya Iko sadabra itolebeli ataya Ikatatatata baseli koshe Mazana Mayeko Saya Lord this morning we want to see your face we want all of you Jesus we want all of you all of you all of you Maybe your prayer life is still an outer court prayer life, but he calls for prayer in the holy place. He calls for the incense in the holy place, and he's drawing you in. He's drawing you in. This morning, the Holy Spirit is here to take your hand. If only you would walk with him, if only you would commune with him.
in the outer courts. I came to tell you that there is more. Some came to the, to the holy place. You started doing your quiet time. Started praying. And, and you got satisfied and began to rest. I came to announce to you that that is not a place of rest. Bible and, the, and God told Miriam and the brother, he says if there was a prophet amongst you I will speak to him in visions and dreams some of us, we began to see visions and dreams and we think we have arrived, but he says Moses my servant is not so I speak to him face to face as a man speaks to his friend this morning God saying I want to speak to you face to face God. We don't need anything to be hindering us. There are things that hold us back. The Bible says that we should lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets. All of these things, they are in the flesh. I want to pray 
This morning, like, I want us to hold on to the horns of the altar. We are holding on to the horns of the altar in prayer. I want you to lift up your right hand. And declare with me, say, Lord. You are not saying like somebody who means to see God. Somebody say, Lord. Lord. God. These people are not ready to see God. Somebody say, Lord. Lord. This morning. This morning. Kill. Kill. With the sword. Of the spirit, any, anything that holds me back, anything that prevents me from seeing your face, anything that keeps me in the outer court, Lord, I want you by the spirit to put it to death, to put it to death, to put it to death. Somebody lift up your voice and pray. Mashadabade kolobo shadabaha. Lika talabada brabalabade ata. Liko shadabayadabaha. Liko shadabayadabayadabaha. Liko shadabayadabaha. Repent. The Bible says that if we walk according to the flesh, we shall die. But if we, by the Spirit, put to death the things of the flesh, then we shall live. Iko shadabaha. Ika Talabade, Talabadeanta, Mashadaba, Rapa, Telebeliata, maybe laziness. Laziness is what holds you back. We put it to death this morning. Eco Shadabaha, Lika Talabrabalabadeata, Eco Shadaba, Rapata, Ecolobos, Itata, Rako Satiliada, Lata Rababo Shaliadaya, Akatondo Robodose. Somebody mentioned that sin by name and lay the axe of the spirit to it. This morning we lay the axe, we lay the axe, we lay the axe to anything that holds us back, anything that holds us bound. Liko shade katundo robos ikata rababe kosede ikasata rababatus ikalo shada rapa yepereke sota likata rabadi soya impanu seliadea lakonde revedi ataya yatata rababatolobos ikata rabadi anta. Mashando raka televeliata yata rababatuli asea. Anything that holds us bound, you see. Even spiritual gifts, where you stand, shows the dimension. I read the other day. In my Bible, when Isaiah was being commissioned, that an angel took a coal and touched his lips. The angel took, this one was the heavenly altar of incense. So Isaiah was, was a prophet, prophesying from the holy place. And the book of Isaiah, the prophecies are still being fulfilled. They are still being fulfilled. We read the book of Revelations. We see a wondrous we see wondrous prophecies that are, some have been fulfilled, some are still being fulfilled, and some will be fulfilled. But this was prophecies coming from the holies of holies. 
But we stand here, we mention telephone numbers, mention this, mention this, mention this, and we are satisfied. A prophet prophesied from the holy place, and his, the name of his son was a prophecy. And, and the Bible tells us of the sons born of women, there are the prophets that have been born. There is none greater than John the Baptist. And the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. That means we are supposed to operate at a deeper dimension. When we read the Bible and we see these people and we are, we are excited, we say, Lord, give me the anointing upon Elijah. Meanwhile, you have a greater than that, but because you are operating from a lower level. I want us to lift up our voice and pray again. You see? This prayer is for them that love God. Some of you are standing idle. You are not praying. Maybe you are satisfied with where you are. But I read the Bible, it says, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. There is a place where it is who is hungry. It's not a matter of who came to church. There is, there is a dimension it's not who your father is. It's your hunger. I want us to pray again. That father, I am not satisfied with where I am. I want you or nothing else. All of you. I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray. Makura shadabadi anta. Leko shadabarababram palabade shadabadebreapa. Letanama shadabarababram palabadeata. Letena mekoshka pa rabade anta ikolobosh yatada barababram palabade zadabaha latanda barababate ikolobosh yatanda rababata labade ata mashadaba ikolobosh yatata tata bade kosate latanda rabababa lekoshate kosa Father, we want more. We want all of you. Father, this morning I want all of you, all of you, all of you. Yatalia de, Yatalia de, Yatalia de, Yatalia de, Yatalia de, Latalia de, Yapaloborobosha, Itania Nana Mane 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 Maniata.
Yes, we know. We know it's in you, God. It's in you, Lord. It's in As we go to camp, I want this to be your mindset. This should be the mindset with which we are approaching God at Camp 2019. I'm moving beyond the people. I'm moving beyond the crowds. And it is me and God. You are holding on to God until you have come back with an encounter. You see, when you are looking for God, God knows. When you are looking for God, God knows. There's this scripture we have been reading where Jacob's wrestling with God. The Bible says, then there appeared an angel and wrestled with him. Jacob's heart was set looking for God. Then God appeared in the form of that angel and wrestled with him. And Jacob, see, Jacob was looking, God appeared. Jacob engaged. Jacob got changed. When your heart is hungry and you are engaging, you will be changed. The guy came back for the rest of his life. He walked with a limp. There was evidence that he had been with God. This year's come. If you are hungry and you will be hungry, there will be evidence that you have been with God. God bless you and have a good morning.